Hey there, my name is Russell, and I am starting to think I probably have the greatest job in the world. I work at the video store, the one just down the road from you that you go to once a week whenever it is movie night. Why I love my job is that when the store is quiet, I get to watch movies all day long and talk about them with my friends that work here. Today on the show is another shift with Cole, who many of you have come to know from previous episodes. It is such a great chat. I, it's it's really great to always catch up with Cole. He was my movie buddy. As many of you know, he was the friend that I just always watched movies with for many years. And so it's just so great to have him as one of the co-workers here on the video store. We did pick up the fact that my microphone, a little after the fact, uh, isn't the greatest. Technically, um, it's a bit distorted, but because the episode is so great, we wanted to release it anyway. So please know that this isn't something we uh, will have going forward. Um, it was very much a mistake, uh, a birthing pain, if you will, and uh, will certainly the quality will be a lot better um, in the future. Uh, another thing is also that this was an episode we recorded a little while ago when we were building up some episodes and kind of finding our feet in terms of how these conversations would go. So it's a little dated in the fact that we talk about Top Gun um, not knowing what it's going to be like. Of course, it is out and it is incredible and it is in cinemas. Uh, so we wanted to get this conversation out um, as soon as possible before these these kinds of topics become a little too outdated. It's amazing Um as we've gotten the podcast up and going to realize just how quickly uh, the content that we're talking about in episodes that we've pre-recorded, how, how quickly it's getting dated and how there's so much new stuff that we should be talking about right now that's being released right now. And, uh, and we will catch up. We've just got one or two of these older episodes that we want to share with you first. And then going forward, our plan is to most likely release uh, one episode a week and we are aiming to do that on Tuesdays at the start of your week so that you've got uh, all the knowledge and all the picks uh, ahead of you for for the week coming. So that is the plan. Uh, another nice little thing to mention, I've said it before, Cole is a very talented musician and Cole is uh, going to be performing in a theatre production called Elton, The Experience. Obviously, it's music dedicated to the magical Elton John, and Cole is going to be one of the few talented uh, performers that are going to perform as Elton John, and it is at the theatre in Linden. So that's for those folks in Joburg, and it's going to be on the weekend of 1, 2, uh, 3 July. Your tickets, you can grab them at, at Quicket. Um, the big productions is the company behind it. They've done lots of great stuff and we always love going to support Cole and watch him perform. All the previous productions have been amazing. So Elton will no doubt be the same. And and yeah, looking forward to going to go watch him on that. So without further ado, this is me doing a shift with Cole. Did you see that thing yesterday on the TV? Um, anyways, I'm really sorry that I watched The Lost City without you. <gasps> you asshole! <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm we so all, sorry. We had all planned to go and watch it. And a double date even. And it, it was going to be a double date. Everything was lined up. You couldn't make it. I have excuses, but And I, then you went and did a little sneaky sneaky. I only realized when I was buying the ticket, I was like, oh damn, Russ is supposed to be here. It's okay. I'm sorry. Um, it's it's totally fine. No, no, we... Yeah. It's, it's, is this friendship over? Somewhat. Okay. No, I'm kidding. It's fine. Uh, what was it like? I would say that it's it's been a long time since I think this kind of comedy was, wasn't on Netflix and wasn't cinema, or at least the kind of movies I think that I would go watch. Um, I haven't I felt like I haven't seen something like this it's in the a, movies for a while. It, it, it's a romp. Yeah, very much romp. so. It's, it's not a romp. Like nobody should take it too seriously. Yeah. And it but is lots of fun, a bit of an adventure. Hilarious. And it's it funny. Hilarious. It's funny. And it's so good to see Dan Rad just having a little bit of fun yeah. as an antagonist. He's a billionaire with too much money to throw around. Okay. Um, How does he fit in again? So he's the antagonist that hires this novelist, this erotica novelist, to go deep into the jungle to find um, an artifact that is described in the book. Okay, but basically Sandra okay. Bullock's character was an archaeologist before she became an erotica novelist. Okay. And then she lives out one of the plots of her adventure stories with her cover model, Channing Tatum, who's completely inept. Oh, that's great. Cause he, so he's the, he's the hunky guy who's on the cover of all her books. Yes. But is obviously had no real life experience or exactly any of the adventures he's just a model yeah yeah 100 percent. they contrast uh, him really well with brad pitt who has a bit of a cameo so not a featured uh, role uh, um and it uh, it was a scream i was laughing the entire time and also remembering how incredible sandra bullock is at physical comedy she is good she's she amazing good. at she's it surprisingly good um she is funny i mean we and we knew that when she did miss congeniality mm Exactly. Is, we've spoken about that which before. We've spoken about. I'm about to go on a on a long flight oh. later today. And I secretly love long flights because I get to just watch movies. Exactly. And so hopefully I can watch it on that that uh, that flight. I'd imagine it. Oh right, yeah. As a sort of a new release film. It should mm. be in the Virgin Atlantic uh, collection of movies to watch. So I will be sure to watch it and we can chat about it soon. I remember also getting so um, jelly of people that would fly often because often the distribution for those films is very different to what happens locally. Well, there was a point, certainly like in the 90s, where on a plane you could be watching a movie like months before it ever came to South Africa. Mm. Because the delay in that case was often the prints. I don't know whether you know this. It was the fact that South Africa, lit, you know, there were only so many prints, actual physical reels yes. going around the world. And... You know, they didn't make too many. They often made a conservative amount. They would be in Europe and America, and then and then those those reels would be shipped to South Africa. Like people would kind of be oh, right. get given the scraps. So, so that's like why five hundred prints. Yeah, and that's why like South Africa often had to wait until this this print arrived. I remember someone was telling me about like how I can't remember who it was. How Titanic because it was so long had to be over two. You know, more 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 canisters yes and and when it arrived and they like you kind of got thrown the scraps in a way like they they'd, they'd really been put through the ringer wild because they'd been screened for days and days and days and days and weeks we had little scratches they... and mm. it's not something i was old nowadays to remember everything's digital yeah. and so now you can do these day and date releases around the world and so now it makes sense that that these things all kind of happen at the same time exactly, so we can all but... be a part of the conversation the distribution stuff still exists. It's, it's, it's like when you go onto YouTube and you want to watch a clip from SNL or something, 
it says the distributor has not made this available in your country on the internet for reasons oh. and it's like that's not because of a print right what no, is no. the reason there you just don't like us well there's a there's a whole economy around buying the rights yeah. to content and, and zones and zones and so they yeah. they i don't know about snl but like in theory there's there's sales agents that would represent different regions they would sell to distributors mm. distributors would sell to exhibitors mm. and yeah if you if nobody owned the rights that was because they would still want someone to buy it yeah to buy the rights for south africa yes i remember it, there's it, money it, to be made like hit me as being the most stupid system in the world i'm, I'm sure there's very good reasons for it but as a very ignorant consumer i remember buying a dvd and I can't remember where I got, or maybe like I think a relative brought me a DVD from the overseas. Zones, the zones of DVDs. Yeah, and, and I couldn't Blu-rays. watch it on my DVD player. I'm like, but I'm holding it in my hand. No, no. And I've got a DVD player. In front I think of there me. was a piracy thing. Yeah, it is. I think, I think that's what they said. Which yeah, was you like, wouldn't it, steal a handbag. But I think it was. <laughs> Do you know that that advert? I think it was the music that was pirated. Ah, the, the music famous... they didn't pay the royalties to the music. That's hilarious. Yes, for the famous Wee. piracy ad. Yes. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> but um, what did you watch this week? Let's let's get back on topic. I I am I am still very knee deep wading through the Australian I know, you're still... series, The Block. Okay, it's, it's just you're having a moment. It's, it's just really good. Um, and so I'm afraid whenever the the block comes on, um, all all sort of meaningful content kind of goes out the window. <laughs> but I, I understand. But I'm going to have to uh, think about it. Nothing major. When they move that bus, it's just the most brilliant moments. What's that? When they move that bus. When they move the bus. I know. That's a, a stream home makeover with Ty Sheridan. It's the only home makeover show I remember. Was his name Ty Sheridan? I don't know. I can't believe I know this. Is that an actor? Oh, thanks. Graham's telling me that I'm an idiot. Um, the, oh, the, he's the guy from Ready Player One. Okay, got it. And Ty Sheridan. <laughs> in um, The Tender Bar. The Should Tender Bar? The Tender Bar is a movie that was made for Amazon. Uh, Amazon Prime. It's got uh, Ben Affleck in it. And it is not a bad movie. It is based on a very famous memoir of a, of a writer. I forget the writer's name. But, but it's, it's the sort of true story of that where he grew up in, and Ben Affleck plays the role of, the, of a sort of an uncle who kind of raised him yeah and he owned a bar okay like is that the one with drinking bar is that the one with anadamas i have no idea i don't think she's in it okay but but uh but it's a great it's a great film and it was made for amazon prime and you can see it on the street poles they, they try and they try and push it as one yeah, of the I've reasons seen. you should you should get amazon prime i started watching invincible oh brilliant nice. i started it and what did you think interesting yeah i think it was at the end of the first episode where there's a massive plot twist um to like end the pilot episode on and initiate the you know big narrative question going forward um i don't know what when he gets his powers oh no then it's not that no it is that it is that moment but then the whole thing with the other superheroes that we won't spoil for any listeners no, we haven't gotten there. Haven't yet. you gotten there yet? No, oh, no that doesn't God. come in the first. Okay. Episode. Oh, so, wild. But what's interesting is like it. It looks. It looks like sort of the like the animated Batman series you kind of grew yes. up with, like that kind of style a, a style of animation. Mm. But then it's really strange when those characters start having like very deep conversations, yes. and and you can see like sometimes there's like an expressionless face, but it's it's a much deeper 
there's a much sort of deeper adulting yes. kind of nuance to the conversation. Exactly. But, and quite an incredible cast there. You have um, J.K. Simmons as as the, the dad. superhero dad, yeah, the yeah, Superman yeah. dad. Yeah. Sorry, I'm getting all the names wrong. You know, we have so many superheroes. No, no, no. It's, it's so hard. And then Stephen Cho is Invincible, I believe. Who's he? Um, he was Spike Spiegel in Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, um, it's rather underground. Yeah. Um, is that underground? Oh, to me. Oh, okay. Um, what about, uh, I think, Harold and Kumar? Oh. Yeah. He was Harold? Yeah. Oh. He was in American Pie. I watched Pie. five he seconds of that the, movie. He was in American Pie. Yeah. I, I remember I saw something like, it was on DSTV when I was a kid or a teenager, and then it was Harold and Kumar 2 or 1, I'm not sure. And then there was like a cum shots and like well, just Herald, went in this guy's face. And I was like, I'm not watching this. The Harold and Kumar go to White Castle was arguably Neil Patrick Harris's career revival. Oh, there's, really? Yeah. There's this cameo where he's in the back of the car or he's the driver or he just, they, they, they sort of hitch a ride with him and he's this sort of strung out Neil Patrick Harris. They're like, oh my God, it's Doogie Howser. And it was before How I Met Your Mother, before sort of everything. I believe, and it was kind of what made a sort of a Neil Patrick Harris comeback. Oh, wow. So it was a bit of a mm. meta commentary on him being a failed child star. Yeah, and kind of sort of strung out, and but like, sort oh, of whatever. I did not know that. I thought that How I Met Your Mother was the big moments, but then he obviously got I think put this in sort of that. started it, it sort of catapulted okay. it on. But um, fun fact first, first film, and probably the only film I ever watched stoned. The first oh, time really? I ever got stoned, and, it, and I did not enjoy it wild and it's basically led to me never really ever being stoned again oh crazy because you go back to that because moment it, where you just well like, it was just like it was just horrible. it didn't work it just it, was like, like things like weren't this. funny it's weird it's yeah i got way too paranoid oh I that's the worst Harold i know what you're talking about Castle. it seemed seemed perfect like perfect combination a comedy but weed. but i was like I, I do do not like this that is wild i remember during our lockdown um that uh when i smoked and decided to watch Room 237. I think it's 237? Oh, when we watched that, the Kubrick movie. <laughs> yeah, the, the, two, the documentary three, about The Shining yeah, and yeah. all the symbolism and meaning behind The Shining. That was a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember you being stoned. Because, though. like, I think being stoned has that makes you have those moments where you go, whoa, mind blown. Yeah. And then every five minutes that happens in that movie where they say to you, oh, look at the triangle of the Overlook Hotel matches the placement of this pillar in the, in the crossfade. And that's because it's talking about the burial mound of the Native Americans, and you just or something. I don't no. know. I can't. I can't remember anything that was discussed. <laughs> well, in Harold and Kumar, all I remember is a cheetah and Neil Patrick Harris. It, it was a waste. It was a it waste was a of total my time. Waste. It was a waste of my my night. But at least it got you a fun factoid about Neil Patrick Harris. Yes. Yeah. 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 No, and it's it's very interesting looking back on on that sort of Kumar character who, you know, was played by an Indian guy and he sort of very much did, he kind of did, no, he didn't do the accent so much in that. Okay. The same guy, Carl Penn, in Van Wilder sort of speaks a lot about how, like, that was such a racist character. But he did it. Oh, know? wow. And he, like, that, that Taj, he was Taj. Okay. I mean, it's like, it's so terrible. Yeah. His name was like Taj Mahal or something. Oh, come on. No, it it's horrible. that it's that puerile early noughties humor that, you know, we have you were watched, weaned on. Have you watched um, Master of None? No, I haven't watched Master the, of Aziz, None. Aziz, I'm sorry. I haven't. Show on Netflix. No. First two seasons are spectacular. Spectacular. Amazing. And a lot of it in the beginning of the first season 
is him trying to be an American Indian actor taking roles and being friends with other Indian actors and them talking about how like we just don't want to be the cab driver. We don't want to be the Indian shop owner and like okay. but, but it's but it's a role, but it's money, but I don't want to be that guy, you know. Mm. I think there's such a juicy thing that we can always be talking about. Because you and I have often chatted about like how we are in the era of of representation. Yes. And, and representation done right and mm. it's great. No, did I tell you the story of my dad? No. Oh, it's lovely. I mean, you've told me so, many stories about it. It's so endearing about this. Yeah, he goes, yeah, we were watching this TV show. It was one of these like sort of cop shows or Hawaii Five-0 or whatever. Yeah, it's like Blue Bloods or something. And you could sort of see the, the cogs in the sort of 60-year-old brain kind of going. <laughs> and he's like, and there's a guy there. He's, uh, he, he's, he's gay, but he's not, not, he's not over the top. He's not over the top gay. And, it, you know, and that's... That's nice. And I was like, and, and he's like, but it's nice. You know, it's nice that he's not over the top. Or he's not it, like the other He's interesting or something. Seen. And I sort of said, I was, like, I was like, dad, that's, you can see that's important. And, it, and I said to him, I said, there's probably a very good chance that either that actor or the writers or someone behind that character is gay. Yes. And is trying to show you, the viewer, that not all gay characters have to be from the cast you know, of the birdcage. From the cast know? of the birdcage, yeah. yeah. And and it's important that that gets sort of normalized in a sense. And that, yeah. and that these things just, these that, that there's better representation of homosexuality. That is amazing. And I it was just so moments. great, like seeing his brain kind of like compute that. I mean, like learning, right? Learning at 60 years old. Yeah. Right? And just appreciating and sort of recognizing and going, you know, it's interesting. It's interesting. <laughs> oh sweet yeah talking about representation and netflix there's two notes there because i'm thinking of canceling netflix not because they're bringing ads in or anything like amazon has ads about other series so i don't complain um but um i'm thinking of switching it out for disney plus because i don't want to buy into this thing of having five subscription services you know i'm gonna have like i'm gonna hop off on one to the other kind of thing um so i'm thinking of what shows to watch while i've still got netflix so master of none Probably a good recommendation from you. Totally. So, so the first season is kind of him in New York and him with this sort of main female sort of girlfriend and their sort of story. The second season is phenomenal. It's like the first episode's in black and white and it's him oh, cool. like riding on a bicycle through the streets of like Florence or like the small town in, in Italy. He basically like, I don't want to give too much away, but but in the second season, he, he, he goes to Italy and um, it... It's always lovely when you can see a, a film or a TV show sort of made, especially a TV show, is made with with a lot of love for cinema. In oh, mind. no. Yeah, you know? that's what I'm watching. It's like when you watch Ted Lasso and they make so many yeah, like film references. You know, oh, it's like crazy. even though it's a soccer show, it's clearly made by people who sort of love, love the sport. film more than they love football. Oh, right. Oh, sorry, I see. And so there's, the, you know, there's this healthy injection of, of film school. Yeah in there for for people like you and me yes um and it probably goes all over the heads of the the soccer fans that are watching the show but um yeah there's this sort of lovely sort of homage to sort of art house cinema in the second season of of master of none the third one got a bit weird and i think you could most i don't want to say skip it but it's 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 very indulgent and strange and it doesn't have him in it and okay. it's very much about this couple living in a in a house and 
in England and it's sort of shot in a very art house way. It's quite indulgent. Okay. Like when it takes too much of a shift in tone and style. They were trying to do something different there. I don't, I don't, I'm not entirely sure whether it landed in my mm. opinion. But they the shot first their shots. Two, first two seasons are great. Okay, amazing. Um, the show that I watched last week, which was looking, which re- looked really interesting to me, was Heartstopper. Um, it was okay. making its rounds around the queer community a bit. So I was from all the publications I'm subscribed to online. And it is. When was the last time you watched a really wholesome coming of age romance? Sure. And it's just about this gay boy in high school who sits next to the straight guy in his form, which is kind of like a class. I don't know. It's a British term for something. It confused the hell yeah, out of me. Yeah. But sits next to him and this boy is fiercely straight. Okay. Um, and he has this crush on this guy who's treating him like a friend and having loads of fun with him and teaching him how to play rugby because he runs really fast and they need him on the so team. It's a, it's as a, a British show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. At least it's set there. And where is it's it distributed on? by Netflix. On Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Heartstopper. Yeah, Heartstopper. And it all it is is wholesome, sweet, endearing romance, high school. And there's okay. yeah, I was I felt like I was living the high school boyfriend fantasy that I never got to experience as a teenager. Okay. <laughs> and then like watching it, I like I pull the blanket up over my face and I'm like, Are you think gonna kiss tea? <laughs> 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 it's so bizarre, but I just I had so much fun watching it. It's really, really beautiful. Oh, it's so, lovely. And uh, that, that, yeah, once again, it's so great to have the stories for the people that do have romantic feelings for. Yeah, guys, exactly. You know? I mean, and, like, that's, the, that's the thing with representation. It's just showing that there are like guys who were ostensibly straight in school um, struggling with their sexuality as teenagers at yeah. a very normal age. And then also the coolest part about this, don't you love it when famous actors show up in like, just shows that you didn't suspect. Okay. Olivia Coleman is mum to the boy who's uh, having the sexual crisis. She's lovely. And she is so amazing. Have you watched The Lost Daughter? No, I haven't the yet. The one that was nominated for all the Oscars. Yeah. It's, it's challenging. Eh? I've heard it's heavy. It's, it's very odd. It's a bit like it sort of leaves you... Sort of leaves you a bit like perplexed in a way. And it was interesting. Like I watched it and I was like, this, okay, this sticks with me. This is odd it's weird it's got it leaves you with sort of lingering questions but for someone like leslie who's perhaps a bit more mainstream in yes. sort of film appreciation was like i hated it <laughs> it's like it's confusing <laughs> but i was like no it's meant to like leave you with questions you meant to think about it and like it's think about parenthood and, and sort motherhood of you know and... it doesn't have to it doesn't have to always start in the right place and end in the right place and i was like that's what makes film challenging and she's like i hated it what <laughs> <laughs> But it's like, that, but that's Interesting. important, and that's kind of how it all, all, all sort of works out. Um, um, I watched the Rebel Wilson film on Netflix. Oh, yes. Where she, it's called Senior Year. Yeah. And it was, um, it's it's the sort of body swap comedy, but in a in a realistic, uh, well, as close to as realistic Okay, so it's not a spell, setting, um, as possible, which is basically she... Uh, it's all about a girl in the 90s or noughties who uh, slips into a coma or she has an accident and is put in a coma and then is now in her late 30s when she awakes from the coma but in her head she's still still a high high school school. girl and all her friends have kind of grown up and it's about her kind of wanting to finish that last year of high school so so it's like the it's the body swap humor you know of her being this grown woman in high school but 
it's the it, but it's it's interesting that one doesn't make a freaky friday today at least not on a proper big level like nobody would get behind that joke no. where it's like oh yeah, i'm now in the body of my mom it's like <laughs> no one can pitch that today but the way That's that this can be realistically done is like this um and it's yeah it, it's it's a bit silly it's a bit stupid but yes. it's it's ultimately a good watch and i think it's great it's it's great for someone in the in that age mid to late 30s because it's clearly made by those people because it's a in many ways a homage to the noughties that we grew up in oh, so amazing. they're very much going back to that time or she's still living in that time and it's like and it's a it, it is actually a really great way to see how far we've come because it's a little bit like 22 jump street you know yes. when they go back to high school and they're like what the nerds are cool and the cool and the nerds like, <laughs> and it shows you how far we've come where like the pop popular kids aren't the rebels they're the more conscious woke folk you yes. know um it's interesting and it sort of it kind of has you realize how far we've come so i like appreciated that amazing i love it when something like that its premise motivates its style that she is still living in the past because she was in a coma for so long and then that's how we relive the noughties and all of the things that we grew up with yeah right that's awesome um and then I sort of watched a little over the shoulder in that it wasn't necessarily something I was primarily watching, but Leslie was watching a lot of is the end of Grace and Frankie. Oh, which is, is it the, over? Yeah, it's now finished. This is the last and sort of final episode. Oh, that was something on, I always watched over my mom's shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. And it's cool to see. I mean, it's like, it's always great to when, when, when the premise of the TV show is kind of the TV show at the same time, like in real life. So, so here's to women in their sort of later years of their acting career. Jane Fonda has obviously had this incredible mm. long career. And the TV show is really about these two women going, there's so much more to our life. There's so much more to our story. And it even kind of, without giving too much away, kind of sort of continues that essence, which, which is like, it's not over yet. We're not, we're not, our life is not over. Mm. And the TV show kind of did that in real life for the, for, for those two actresses, actresses, you know, where they were like, no, you can do seven series. And what is Jane Fonda in her 80s? Yeah. Easily. Yeah. I'd love to watch like a Barbarella. Or, have you ever seen those 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 movies? Those old ones with like Jane Fonda old, in them? Old, old, old Jane Fonda. I can't remember. I've seen like weird scenes from Barbarella and it's, it's like, it's another time and place. Really? There's like a sort of a weird like, okay. <laughs> I think you see a lot of her nude, I okay. think, especially even in like the opening credits. Right. But then I don't know what the movie is about. It's got some sci-fi futuristic kind of element to it. But there's like a scene where she's in this like strapped up to some machine and someone's playing this kind of piano that's giving her these like weird orgasms. What? It's bizarre. Okay. So what it's are we weird. dealing with? Like, I don't know, the free love era, psychedelia. Something sci-fi mixed explosion. So there's a lot of weird stuff back there. Wild. Like, I'd love to a time machine that. Like, it's yeah. actually a really cool idea to like go back and watch these things that are so inherently endemic of the time that they were made in. That it feels like you're watching something from another like epoch. Totally. Yeah. And to like I don't know live tweet like Donna. <laughs> live yeah, tweeting just to sort of watch it and shop. see. Um, I think that could be very interesting. But yeah, it interesting. was it was interesting that they that that this that yeah that that Grace and Frankie's kind of come to an end. 
which yeah which i think it's great that 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 tv show existed it, it was also just broke down a whole bunch of also other representation like martin sheen you know being was that the show with martin sheen where he's in a gay marriage? yeah so the basic premise is, okay, that, is that these two men who were sort of lawyers at the start of the show sort of come out to their wives and say we've actually been having an affair with each other we, we're, we're gay and the two women that are sort of left behind um are two sort of very different women and they become friends as a result okay, of their and that's husbands Frankie. um forming a relationship wild okay 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 that makes a lot more sense. I was just watching, <laughs> coming into these episodes, oh, like, sort of... oh, there's a gay couple and there's two old ladies having fun together. Sweet. Yeah. Not connected in any way. No, it's, 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 that's, yeah, that's also, I mean, sweet. it's a lovely premise and it's, yeah, it's great. Yeah, it felt really wholesome when I, whenever I came in to watch it. Um, so you watched it, you watched The Last City on cinema? Yes. And are you movies. going out to watch anything else? On cinema? I think at the moment uh, we've got really big releases coming out. I mean, really soon there's Jurassic World Dominion. Um, and at the moment there and was Top something Gun. else. I feel yeah, like Top, Top Gun's Maverick. a movie you should watch on, on cinema. Did you hear? Apparently that, Top Gun's amazing. I've heard it's great. And also, you know, you know in the previous one, whenever there's a love scene and it's a... <laughs> like the new version of that is a Lady Gaga track. And I heard it the other day, and it's awesome. Okay, it's got it's. It just feels like that Top Gun sound, okay, whatever so that obviously, is. They, they obviously used that mm, mm, on mm. purpose. I mean, I'm most excited. I I didn't think he wasn't in the trailer, but Val Kilmer's back. Ooh. Yeah, Val Kilmer's back. And I wasn't really interested in the film, but I wanted to see that he was whole the thing. Man. Yeah, Iceman. He was the Iceman. Iceman. Yeah, and a lot a lot of the old cast have returned. I don't know in what capacity because I know that Miles Tiller is going to play a big role yes. in this. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah he's... But yeah, always keen for, for new ama- Tom Cruise. It's amazing how it's just one movie. One, one movie? Well, there's only one movie in the sort of canon. Yes. But it feels like there's so much more. There's so much more to it. Where with Jurassic World Dominion, it's yeah, like... this is the sixth This is the movie. sixth one. Yeah. And hopefully um, the end. I think it's time Yeah, to no, no, no. I think it's being billed as, as the sort of Okay. Final, final one. Um, and it's oh, and got Doctor all Strange the... in the Multiverse of Madness as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got to mm-hmm. watch that. Maybe I'll just watch that on Disney Plus when I get Disney Plus because that will be. We can do that now. We can watch Disney movies on t- at, on the couch yeah. instead of going into the cinema. But there are a couple that need to be on the big screen. Yeah, totally. And it might be one of those. I think Jurassic Park, Top Gun, and in theory, Doctor Strange. I mean, whichever ones go out in IMAX, those are the ones I tend to watch. Are you going to invite me this time? Maybe. <laughs> Depends on how the boyfriend feels. No, I'm joking. I want to meet him. Of course. Him. Yeah, we must. We must do it. Okay. Let's go putt-putts. <laughs> that is a great double date idea. We can talk to each other, can have slushies, and hit some golf balls. Where, where can one putt-putt these days? Uh, you can go to uh, what used to be the waterfront Brightwater Commons is now Ferndale on Republic. Okay. There's a putt-putt there. Okay. Which is in between our two places, I think. It's a good halfway point. Yeah. Okay, do that. All right. That is the show. 
Thank you for tuning in. It is time to lock up. It is time to turn off the lights and go home. But before that, as anyone would do in any retail business, you know you've got to do a cash up. You've got to make sure things balance. And so this episode actually prompted the first of this. So welcome to a new section of the video store, which is just a tiny little uh, end credit moment when we get to uh, perhaps fix a, a little mistake we've made here and there and this episode prompted that a the man who acted in Harold and Kumar go to White Castle uh, was John Cho and the person behind Invincible was not John Cho <laughs> the lead character of Invincible is in fact Stephen Yang uh, we just are aware of that and so any of these kinds of mistakes we'll always do our best to uh, right the wrongs and make the balance sheet work at the end of the night so just know there's that uh, if there's ever anything else that that we didn't talk about or or you think we should have mentioned we would love to hear from you we have now got our website pointing in the right direction if you go to the video store.co.za it'll take you to our home base which is where our podcast um, broadcasts and aggregates out of the rss um, website dedicated to the video store and when you're there you can pick your your desired platform there's always other platforms and and if you ever wanted to share the video store with friends uh, just tell them to go to the video store.co.za and then there's quite an easy way for you to find your perfect platform and subscribe and yeah let us know on facebook we've got a group set up it's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the video store and we are also building our community over on instagram we are the video store pod and yeah be great to hear from you guys and give us suggestions of things we could be watching um things we've missed that kind of stuff uh, this is russell grant uh, today on the episode was cole matthews and our engineer and editor graham hackney did the best that he could with the terrible um microphone we recorded today um for this episode um, but yeah, as I said, we are hoping to never repeat that again. So yeah, we will see you real soon.